0: back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman. I'm here today with a shitload of people. We have five, like five of us in total. This has never happened before. I'm here today with the other co hosts, Brendan McCullough, Matt Basta, hey. AJ Elker, and returning guest, uh, Kier Harris. How is everybody doing? Hopefully we can kind of find some kind of order to the response.
1: Say it all at the same time. One, two, three. Good. Excellent. Okay. Uh, That worked really well. Okay,
0: good, (laughs) excellent. Uh, That's a good response. But, uh, I guess we should start talking about some games that we've been playing. Uh, we haven't had Kier on in a while. And we actually, speaking of which, we haven't had AJ on in like 20 episodes or something. So, first, let's go to AJ and then we'll go to Kier. Uh, what have you been playing, man?
1: I thought Um, I were intentionally keeping him off the air. uh,
0: Yeah, I gotta protect the audience.
1: (laughs) Um,
2: I've been playing a shit ton of Destiny, actually, um, since Taken King came out. So I've been uh, really diving into uh, the new expansion and getting into the content. It's really awesome.
0: Yeah, awesome. I was going to say, what like what's
2: different about it? Um, well, they changed up the entire UI from what they were doing for year one. It's uh, If you were to look at two different builds of the game, one from now and one from when they launched completely different game um the basic mechanic of just running around shooting shit is pretty much the same but they've added in new um new subclasses for each class and uh and just a whole bunch of extra content new area to explore um in that's actually like a giant ship that's in the rings of saturn so um it's really really fucking cool uh i i really enjoy it so far. Nice. And I've even gotten into the raid content yet. I'm just trying to gear up my characters. So, yeah, it's a, it's beefy, like a lot of story. Um, everyone's favorite, uh, everyone's favorite space explorer, uh, Nathan Fillion voices one of the main characters and he's really prominent in this, uh, in this expansion pack. So it's pretty cool to hear him. And they switched, uh, ghost characters from, uh, Peter Dinklage to Nolan North. So it's, a uh, much better voice acting. Is it Nolan
1: North? I thought it was Trey Barker, Parker.
2: Parker. No, Troy. it's it's Nolan North from uh, uh, Uncharted.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Either way, if one of them is in every game that's published like the last five years. Yeah, Troy Baker. It's, that's it.
2: Oh yeah. It seems like um, Nathan Fillion has like a love affair with Bungie though, because he was in ODST. Halo, yeah, he was yeah. in Halo ODST. And he's going to be one of the Spartans in Halo 5. So, yeah.
1: I think Aisha Tyler was a character in ODST. I think that was just like the cameo Halo, where just like any celebrity was a fan of the Halo series got a cameo in it.
2: Yeah, it was... Uh, I'm trying to remember who who all was in that, but Fillion's definitely the most notable. He's the m- nerdiest, I think, out of
0: um most voice actors. He's in a lot of stuff, so... So, AJ, this is a question I was meaning to ask you then. As an FPS fan, uh, which do you lean towards? Uh, are you more of a Halo guy or a Destiny fan? Like, I know, like, Halo is kind of more, like, in our roots as gamers. Like, if, like, I don't know, just playing that on original Xbox, there's so many, like, split-screen memories. Like, Halo 1 and 2 specifically, like, have a special place in my heart. But I hear a lot of good things about Destiny. Is are those better games, or are are where do you what do you think about the whole matter? Well, um, Halo will always
2: hold a, a place in my heart just because it was one of the first games that I truly truly sucked at that I kept <laughs> playing anyway, even though I was terrible at it, and then eventually got good at it. Like I've always had this weird ability to be able to like immediately understand mechanics and just pick up games and sort of be mediocre or like okay at them. But I was terrible at Halo Two. I was god awful. And I used to get um fucking wrecked online. And uh and I just kept playing it. I couldn't get enough of it even though I was getting destroyed. And it's uh,
0: constantly teabagged.
2: Uh, yep. And I just kept playing <laughs> and I got good at it. But um and the story the universe um that Bungie originally built the Halo franchise, uh, is fantastic. I still think Reach is the best one out of the original, the original set of games that Bungie made. The final Bungie game. Story wise, okay. it's like a prequel to the whole thing. Um, but I actually overall, I think I like Destiny more now. Just, there's a lot of hidden. Blasphemy. Lore. No. There, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: there's a lot of hidden lore that they've taken time to like, craft for Destiny. Um, each There are all these collectible cards called Grimoire cards, and um, they tell a bunch of backstory. It's just unfortunate that they decided to make them separate from the game, so you unlock them by playing the game and experiencing new things in the game, and getting weapons and stuff like that. But you access them online, which I thought was kind of a kind of a bummer i hope they bring them to the app so you can read them in the app because that would be cool but um or even in the game to have like an ability to read them in the game would be nice uh but the destiny story was weak in the beginning and it seems like they, they finally found their their legs so to speak with talking about this new world because at first it was like oh this is just a halo clone this is going to be the same thing But it's really not. It's a completely different world, and it's, uh, it's wonderful. It's a great, it's a great world that they've started to really build upon with Destiny, and I like Destiny more, I think, than Halo.
0: Okay, I'm glad you answered that, and it's, I've definitely heard the same thing that Destiny had a kind of weak story, and it's interesting, even though you are a fan of Destiny more than Halo, that you admit to it having originally Started with a weak story and it's like at least good enough for them to build upon with like this DLC and stuff. But I did hear Kier, uh, uh, pipe up, uh, what, l- let's hear your, uh, defense for Halo. Well, I mean, he's not necessarily
3: wrong. It's just more of a personal preference sort of thing. Like I, don't get me wrong. I like story driven games. I love the Halo storyline. I love the Destiny storyline now. And I play a lot of RPGs like Skyrim, Final Fantasy, that kind of thing. But. I don't know. The thing that always holds my attention and keeps me playing a game is like I'm more of a competitive style gamer, and Halo is way more competitive than Destiny is, at least directly. Like a lot of a lot of the multiplayer in Destiny is co-op, and sure, there's like PvP, but it's not. I don't feel like it has the same depths that the PvP in Halo does.
0: If that gotcha. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah, there isn't.
2: There isn't a real ranking system for PvP in Destiny. It's, um, it's pretty much just people playing to either complete quests that they get or to, um, base. Well, it's pretty much just quest, questing and trying to get like materials and shit or like, um, tokens to get better weapons or hoping that RNG just grants them a, uh, mm-hmm. grants them a nice little, nice little weapon or piece of armor. But, um, yeah, Halo actually, I think, I don't know about five yet, but, Every one of their games, I think, has had a built-in MLG server. Um, mm-hmm. and it's used a lot. They have MLG tournaments for Halo, but they don't have them for Destiny.
3: Right. I mean, I, I don't know. It's interesting. Just, it's just that setup of a game where, like, you have a match that is X amount of time and then a team wins or loses. That's just, that's always been one of the more appealing things to me in gaming. So I tend to. Find myself drifting towards those kind of games with what I prefer to play.
0: Yeah, I hear that. I, I kind of tend to be the same way. Um, how about you, Matt? I feel like you haven't really had an opportunity to say much. What kind of games have you been playing in the meantime? I know we actually, right before we started recording, you ended a stream on Twitch.
4: Yeah, playing a little bit of Minecraft. Um, yesterday, I picked up a copy of Splatoon for Wii U. Uh, oh fantastic yeah so that's been a lot of fun a little bit hard to master um and they don't make it clear during the tutorial that you can use the joysticks for everything so one thing that i'm not a fan of um and i know a lot of other people have had the the same sort of issues with with the game but the default mechanism for controlling it is you actually have to like look around with the controller. For me that's impossible. Like I just fucking can't do it. It's it's not a thing, <laughs> right? And so you have to like turn your body holding like the Wii U gamepad to actually like look around in the game. And so like you're looking up and looking down and then like you can't get it right. And then the X button recenters the camera. Um because obviously like you can't turn 180 degrees holding the gamepad or you wouldn't be facing the TV anymore. Um <laughs> So that was just like really weird and annoying, but the thing is like even once you start using the the joysticks again, um angling the controller still affects the camera. So even if you move just a little bit, like your your reticle is just all over the fucking screen. So I haven't been a fan of that, and it's it's made me very salty. Um Well it's appropriate because you're a squid. And it's <laughs> yeah uh it it's an interesting game. I haven't had too much time to to really get into it and play it a lot um but yeah i mean it it's good. I would recommend it based on what I've played so far uh if you have some of the classic controllers, I would say definitely play with those because it it's much easier um like the, the game Wii ones you know that so Wii U has like these wireless classic controllers that you can buy. So on Wii, they have like... Nest controllers.
1: Kind of, yeah. Similar to it in the build versus the abomination of the GameCube controller. It
4: feels a lot more like an Xbox controller. So with Wii, they had like a weird classic controller that you'd plug into the regular controller. And that was just a disaster. Like, I don't even know why they bothered. But with Wii U, it's actually like its own unit. And it's shaped sort of like an Xbox controller. And... It's got its own built-in wireless, and there's no motion sensitivity at all. Uh, I think it's pretty good, pretty comfortable, great for Mario Kart. Um, and then, as far as casual games, because I'm sort of the casual game meister, uh, I've been game playing meister. <laughs> the game meister.
1: Uh, I've been Mr. playing game meister. Yeah, oh my I'm god,
4: Brett d- d- You
0: read my A- mind. It's
1: eighty or POV wasn't. <laughs> Mister- year without a Santa Claus, that's the reference people. Yes. The Burgermeister, Meister Burger. The oh, Burger Basta so Basta
4: Burger. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've been playing this really cute little well, I've been playing three games. Uh, Well, two games. I've been playing two games. So the first game that I've been playing is this cute little platformer called Leo's Fortune. And oh,
1: I just got that uh, too. Isn't yeah. that great? Isn't that a fun I, little game? I, I think the episode will probably be out after this one actually where I talked about it but yeah it's great it's it's, it's so, so much fun
4: um I since you already talked about it I won't go into it but basically you play as this little fuzzball and somebody went and stole all your money I have yet to get more than one star on any of the levels you have to <laughs> like you have to not die to get one of the stars out of 3 which is just impossible like it just it, there's no way unless you're retrying right like if
1: you're I would disagree levels, actually because really? some of the, at least with some of the first levels, they're just so smooth. Where if you just, at least I played it on the control uh, computer. So if you just hold over, like if you hold the right key and just keep going without any hesitation, he'll just okay. fly through all the traps. Like so, here's it the just, thing: I'm works. playing.
4: I'm playing on my Nexus five, and so mm-hmm. the screen is small. Your fingers are on top of the guy half the time, and oh. so actually, like seeing what's coming up is really difficult.
1: Yeah, um, I can imagine.
4: I've gotten close to being within the time limit for one of the levels, but I've never not died i've I've died on every single level at least once, and I don't replay it because I don't have time for that in my life
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> but it it's a nice little game, and if you have the i think it's i don't think it's free is it free uh, I think it's like five ninety nine on mobile and seven ninety nine on Steam What's at it least called? it was on Steam
4: it's called leo's fortune um and oh it doesn't even say Google play. Uh, they don't tell me what the price is because I've already bought it. That's unfortunate. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious, actually. But I mean, it's really good. Four ninety nine.
0: It's funny yeah. you bring up a game that Bren was. Says he already mentioned, but it's like the ordering of these episodes. This is going to air before that. Yeah. Um, I've actually been playing the The Last of Us, and on the same episode that Brand talks about Leah's fortune, I'm like, "Oh, I got The Last of Us for ten bucks!" So I'm still playing that, and I'm having a blast. So I guess that's what I've been playing. But as far as uh, other games that I have my eye on, there's a few that are coming to Steam uh, pretty soon in the towards the mid October uh, region. Uh this one called caffeine it is so fucking weird looking it looks like more of like one of those kind of here. I'll put it in uh Skype for us. It's one of those uh exploratory puzzle games, but it's also meant to be a a psychological horror. The premise of the game is it's set in the future where the entire population of earth is uh vigorously addicted to coffee and like, massive space stations built by the biggest corporations roam the stars, mining minerals cre- to create synthetic caffeine. So everyone's, like, like scarily addicted to caffeine. And I guess you have to navigate through this, like, fucked up world of the future where everyone's, like, hopped up
1: on caffeine. Hmm. Is this just, like, a dystopia oh. Starbucks ruled?
0: Yeah, but it's like, it seems like filled with jump scares and you have to f- uh, figure out puzzles and get your way through it and avoid these people that probably didn't get their coffee and are about to kill you. That's really strange. I feel like I'm looking at the Dead Space Office Edition. Yes, like- that's a perfect way to put it, Kier.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it reminds me of, uh, Aperture Science where it's like, it's all very clean and very, like, smooth and, like, there's no blood or broken stuff, but just all the lights are off. Like, it's just very dark.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a weird enough one. Uh, the premise alone was like, I have to bring this up on our show. Uh, yeah, everyone being addicted to caffeine in the, in the near future. But, uh, so check that out. That should be available by the time this airs. Another one that I'm really fucking excited about is this game called Kaiju Panic. Uh, I think, Bren, you saw a little video of that. Yeah. What did you think of that? It's basically, uh, a hybrid strategy-action game with uh, unique, a unique, a really unique art style. Uh, how would you describe it?
1: It reminds me if anyone has ever played or seen the game uh, The Wonderful 101 on the Wii U. Um, that game is kind of like you're one superhero and you rescue people in this destruction world and when you rescue them, they join you. So you're not playing as this one hero, you're playing as this collective of people and they would build to form like a sword or a bridge or, like, pigmen. Yeah. And this game is kind of has that same mechanic where you're not playing as one person, you're playing as a collective of people, but it's sort of like a RTS strategy game where you're a collective of people building towers and stuff to fight kaijus, it sort of looks like.
0: Yeah, so I guess the plot of the game is a massive meteorite has struck Earth, causing devastation and panic in the streets, and it's like, but if a meteorite was enough, giant monsters called kaiju start appearing around the world and begin rampaging in dense, densely populated cities. So yeah, that is what's going on.
1: And I'll say this, I have never heard the term kaiju before Pacific Rim, and now it sounds like I hear it every week.
0: <laughs> I've never heard of it before I heard you say it, to be perfectly honest, and I was like, oh, that's probably a thing.
1: It's just kind of like big monsters that destroy cities, like Godzilla. Uh, but yeah, it seems interesting. It's, uh, I don't know if 8-bit is necessarily the right word, but it's just very low-res, very Yeah, pixel pixelated,
3: art. yeah. But, but at uh, the same time, it's got a really unique art style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's polished for that style. The colors are really... The, the colors are what get me. It uses unusual colors.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it just seems very uh, enticing. I definitely want to play the shit out of that. <laughs> but, um, I guess. Oh, and there's this other, like, Star Fox kind of looking game. Uh, do you want to talk about that, Bren?
1: Yeah, it's called Sky Arena. It looks sick. Um, yeah, the trailer starts off and it's cinematics, but they're very nice looking cinematics. Um, it's got. Once again, it's a game with its own art style, so it's not trying to be hyper realistic. So they're able to get away with better graphics with a, you know, lower demand for realism. Um, but the, each ship is like its own color, it's a bright orange one, bright pink one, purple, blue. And it just, they even say in the description, like, it's kind of a playoff of Star Fox or a reimagining of a Star Fox multiplayer. And it just looks awesome. Like, I miss the Star Fox multiplayer the levels always seem too small for flying ships in. So it's like you fly a spaceship, but you only got this 50 by 50 foot square. So it's just like, oh, you're just turning around, circling on each other the whole time.
0: Yeah. The art style and the music for the game seem really uh, just awesome and fun. Like it definitely seems like one uh, for really good multiplayer experience. And I'm pretty sure that is yes, local multiplayer and online multiplayer. So <laughs> fucking righteous this game looks fucking sick, right? Oh Isn't that God. cool?
1: It feels like it's kind of like um, the company who's just like, screw it, we've been demanding a Star Fox reimagining and Nintendo won't give it to us. They keep making Star Fox Dinosaur Planet and Star Fox Landmaster or whatever, like, it's like, no, we just want a same Star Fox, but just updated. And it's like, screw it, we'll give it to you if Nintendo won't.
0: <laughs> I mean, Luffy, literally, uh, the, the description is a modern reimagination of Star Fox, so. Did any of you guys ever play Magic Pen Gel for the PlayStation 2? No, not personally. How about uh, AJ Matt?
1: So many more people to ask. Uh, I haven't played. But nobody. It wow.
3: I don't know the the art style. Just really reminds me of that. Interesting. But you it. guys have no frame of reference for it. So.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, and looking at images of it, it's very odd.
3: Oh, it's very odd. Yeah. It was a strange game.
1: Penis you like it was like like
3: imagine Pokemon <laughs> Stadium, but you drew all of your Pokemon. It was so weird.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I'm just like, oh, people draw these characters up. Oh, there's gonna be in like the third row. It's just like, yeah, that's a penis. Right, how how far it's- do you
3: make it into it before you just draw a giant penis? First one. The ant- Right. Exactly. Uh My I- I'm pretty sure my first. Uh, my first creature that I used was a giant penis with wings.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyone who's played Spore, you made one. One of those creatures, everyone does. Oh yeah, the galaxy's littered it's, with them. It's inevitable.
0: Oh man. Um. So I guess I'm not sure. Is there anything else we want to talk about game wise before maybe like steering yes. into some kind well, of? Well, there's something okay. I want
4: to talk about. What? You guys aren't going to be happy about it. I know. <laughs> uh, no. In like, particular, Doug, you're not going to be happy about this. <laughs> this game but I have been playing a heck of a lot of TIS 100.
0: All right, let's stop recording. And that was a great episode.
4: (laughs) You are the worst person. So this is not uh, a game that is going to be everybody's cup of tea. And in fact, it was posted in our Slack channel as a joke, if I remember correctly. And I fucking love it. It is phenomenal. So, I'm going to give a, a really high level overview for everybody that doesn't have time in their lives to, to write computer programs. But basically you play this game as like a nephew of this guy that died and your aunt goes and gives you this computer that she found on his workbench. And I guess it was like the last thing that he was working on before he died and the computer is like this old timey 1980s, 1970s style uh, digital signal processing computer. And each level you basically have to write a little mini computer program that goes and performs some task. So the first level is like add two numbers together. The second level is like, um, double all of the numbers that come in and then output the, the number. That's two X, the first one. Um, it's really pretty straightforward and it gets more and more complicated and the levels actually are designed to be pretty easy. So most of the programs you can accomplish 10, 15 minutes, just, you know, sort of wiggling your way through it. Um, the real challenge is trying to figure out how to write them in the smallest possible or the most efficient way. Uh, it shows you sort of like the number of steps your computer program had to take to get to the answer. And it compares it on a little histogram against everybody else in the world. So you can kind of see like where on the bell curve you sit. <clears throat> so that's kind of fun. Um, but as you go through it, uh, each of the, each of the levels has a segment that you're not allowed to use. So the game not only is like code in real life where, you know, goes through in sequence, but there's also a, a two dimensional aspect to it. So you can move information left, right, up, down. And one of the segments that you can move information to is broken. And when you click on it, it gives you a little piece of the story. So you're sort of getting this look at, this guy that was working on this computer and trying to understand what it does. And as you progress through the game and unlock more and more levels by writing these programs, you sort of delve into the madness that he sort of comes to. So uh, I don't, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but you're sort of finding your way inside the mind of this guy and trying to understand how he's thinking about it and how he's looking at the, the, the computer. And so you as the player don't know what the purpose of it is as you go through. And this other guy also doesn't know what the purpose of it is. And so it's a really interesting sort of play and it's sort of creepy and it's sort of spooky. Um, it's a great brain teaser. If you like puzzle games, uh, that are pretty hard, like literally you download it and it opens a PDF file and it's like, here's the manual. You should read this first. And there's like a 12 page manual about how the thing operates. Um, I really enjoyed it. If you know how to program computers, you'll definitely enjoy it. And if you don't know how to program computers, but you're interested in some way, uh, the game's not that expensive. And it, it, it's it's pretty good. It's actually not as bad as it sounds.
1: I imagine the pitch for this game was like the guy comes up. He's like, you know how fun it is to be a computer programmer? It's like, no. It's like, what if it was a <laughs> video game? No. Like-
4: <laughs>
1: I mean, as a professional
4: computer programmer... I have come home from my job programming computers and then played this game. So it, it's not one of those things where it's like, you know, computer programmer simulator 2015. And then you like log in and you have to like first person the keyboard to type in a computer program. It's, it's really actually quite intuitive. And if you have any computer programming experience at all, it should make, it should mostly make sense. And it, it's, it's actually really quite fun. Nice. Very challenging. Yeah, this
3: game is either actually quite fun, or the worst thing I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> where I stand, Kier, and I can't decide. So, I like, after hearing Matt's uh, second pitch, I'm giving it another uh, chance. I might play it, but I'm not sure.
4: I might do a little bit of streaming of it as well, so um, you can tune in for that. I, I'm actually kind of stuck on one of the levels. Um, it, it's really a challenging problem, and I don't actually know how I'm going to solve it, so... Uh, You'll be able to just enjoy me getting really fucking salty on Twitch probably later this week.
1: (laughs) Nice. I I can understand where Matt's coming from because, as a very skilled and renowned open heart surgeon, I like to come home and play Surgeon Simulator all the time.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, okay. I do. I'm thinking about. That's different, though, because Surgeon Simulator is an exact simulation of how surgery works.
1: It is exactly, and it's also bullshit when you go up in the space and there's no gravity, so all your tools and instruments go floating around and you can't grab them. I know. That's as far as uh, I got.
3: I, I, hate the, I hate the ambulance because I keep losing shit out the back.
1: Oh, it's tough. All the time. You're like scooping out a brain and just goes out into the street and you're just like, well, there you go.
0: <laughs> okay, what about mobile games? Has anyone been playing any good mobile games? Let's get some opinions from AJ. You've been a little quiet.
2: Um... As far as he's gone, mobile, no. I'm well. As you guys know, I was a Dingleberry and got a Windows Phone. <laughs> um,
0: no, that's quite all right. Like, do you like it at least? I,
2: I actually really do. It's uh, it's pretty streamlined. Um, there aren't too many like really supported apps for it, but um, but a lot of the the big ones are there. Plus, it's got a lot of potential for emulation on it um it's really easy apparently to just submit apps to uh the windows app store so like i have copies of final fantasy 4 advance tactics advance 5 advance and final fantasy 6 all on my phone um that were just put on there by someone and i have a game boy color emulator on here um so i i mean i I can play a lot of, a lot of different games. It's got Skype and Slack, surprisingly, was on it. Uh, Spotify. Um, it's only the beta of Slack. So, like, the response times aren't exactly what they should be. But, you know, like Netflix, my fancy football app that I use. Um, Instagram has a beta app on it. So, like, if, if I, like, Crunchyroll has an app, surprisingly. So, I mean, it has, a lot of stuff that I would that I would Instagram
3: the pinnacle of mobile gaming
2: (laughs) Um, but yeah it's got a lot of uh a lot of different things that I would use I guess um I don't know I I have fun playing the old Final Fantasy games and they're available on uh, Android and um iTunes the Apple store
0: Well, one thing he said, like, oh, well, I'm a dingleberry for getting it. I guess, what's that all about? I guess for the listener that's unaware, they, what's the deal? I think maybe Matt knows more about this. They, did they stop, did they announce that they're going to stop support for that phone specifically, or are they just not creating any more of those phones, like moving forward?
2: No, they didn't announce that they aren't supporting it or that they're going to completely stop, but they trimmed back the department that works on it.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah,
2: they—they they, I think they move people to other departments. So I—I I mean, like, there's not as many darn <laughs> as many people working on Windows Phone stuff. I think. I think that's what Matt mm. was talking about.
4: Yeah, I mean, th- this um, isn't for what it's worth. This isn't something new that uh, Microsoft has done. Microsoft has actually done this in the past. So if you remember, like, 15 years ago, My- Microsoft had this product called Windows CE, and basically, it was a version of Windows 98 that ripped out basically all of the functionality. And that was their mobile offering, right? Like they had laptops, Windows CE. And at some point they realized, oh, wait, first off, we're not making money off of this. Second off, it's a different platform that developers have to target. And so it's a real pain in the ass. And third, it doesn't line up with the future of what we plan to do with our devices, right? So what they did, they killed off Windows CE for the most part, and they doubled down on Windows Mobile. And from that point on, you had uh, Windows Mobile Pocket PC Edition, um, which eventually just got rolled up into Windows Mobile, which unified their phone and Pocket PC versions. They said, oh, by the way, we're not also going to have a separate version for their Palm Pilot equivalent and their phones. It's just going to be the same thing. And so over and over, Microsoft has been like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't do that. And now I think what we've seen with Windows Mobile being trimmed back and all those layoffs, it it almost seems like Microsoft has said, you know what, it doesn't make sense for us to have a different operating system on our phones than we do on our desktops. It would make more sense to just have a version of Windows 10 that also just runs on phones. So that, I think, is fundamentally the direction that they're, they're trying to move with it. Um, it's less resources for them because they have to write one kernel, they have to write one you know, set of security software that, you know, they, they don't have to build everything twice. Uh, I, I don't think Windows Mobile is going to go away anytime soon, just because there's a lot of people that are extremely invested in it, especially enterprises. Um, but certainly I don't think you're going to see Windows Mobile as it is, exists last year to continue into the
0: future. Okay, interesting.
2: Yeah, I read I read into it a lot more after you said that it was probably a bad idea, but I saw that they are sort of going towards the Windows
4: 10 um, platform, and I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done on the Windows 10 platform. Like, I don't know if you've tried to install any of the universal apps, but basically they're all royal shit for now. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's getting, mean, it- it's getting better. It's getting better. It kept all of my all of my stuff that I
2: already had previously installed on my computer. So mm-hmm. um, there was only a, a little tweaking I had to do, but for the most part, I just use everything that I used before, and I ignore all the the little widgets. I just think it's a cleaner. I, it looks nice. I, it looks
1: nicer.
4: Yeah, and and certainly like they've they've done a great job on a lot of things. It's just I, before before it becomes a really mainstream platform, universal apps need another year or two to bake. Um, it's just the way it is, right? Like developers didn't have access to it. Now they do. You look at the first gen of iOS apps or Android apps and they were all terrible, right? And it took a year or two years before things started to settle down with the platform and developers got used to it and built all the tooling. And now, you know, you look at iOS apps and Android apps and, you know, we sort of subconsciously consider them to be the cream of the crop. So give it time. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It'll be,
2: it'll be fine. I think it'll get
0: better. All right. Well, as far as mobile games, how about you, Kier? Do you play any uh, phone games? There's only one answer to this question, and that's Hearthstone. Okay. Nice.
3: I play so much Hearthstone, it's ridiculous. But um, I used to play Magic the Gathering on a competitive basis, and Hearthstone is essentially dumbed-down Magic the Gathering. So if you're, if you were any good at magic, it's not very difficult to be relatively good at Hearthstone.
2: Okay. Oh, that's a good nice. uh, Maybe I'll try it out. I, I like magic. Yeah.
3: It's, it's pretty fun. Like I, it's not like I say it's dumbed down, but what, what I mean by that is it's just less complex. And that probably has something to do with the fact that A, the card pool is not as deep because it hasn't been out as long. And B, Because the card pool is not as deep, there's just not as many effects in the game. So, like, Magic, there's five bajillion keywords that you need to know what they do. But with Hearthstone, there's probably, what, 20-ish? I I, I don't know. I'm just pulling that number out of my ass. I don't know what the actual number is, but it's substantially less than Magic.
1: Yeah, Um, I remember I saw, like, a Yu-Gi-Oh! card recently, like a modern one, and it's got, like, a thesis paper written as like a description of what the card can do. It's like, Jesus. Right. I remember back when I, <laughs> my cards were just like, what does this one do? And it just says fire. It doesn't say like, what kind is just fire? It's like, it <laughs> needs to be so simple.
3: Yeah. Um, and I mean, the the thing that's made me play so much for Stone lately, I, it's actually pretty brilliant the way that they do their rank season. Like, the season just resets at the end of the month. So you get your rank rolled back and you have to start over. So I've been playing a lot the past week or so because it's getting close to the end of the month. And the highest rank that you attain during that month determines the ranked rewards you get at the end of the season. So I got like a free pack and some gold and a golden rare card just because I ranked so high. Oh, wow. That's okay. So that's really neat. That's
1: a quick turnaround.
3: Yeah. And yet, like, if you're if you're decent enough to get into the single digits in the rankings, which isn't terribly difficult, then you're basically guaranteeing yourself a free pack and a golden rare card every month, which is cool.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, good advice. Um. Okay. Well, there's one game that I've been playing that I've been meaning to bring up, and it's actually I think by the same developers as that game, Wrestling Matt. Yeah. Uh, it's the a game called. <laughs> That's all excited. That- it's a game called Battle Golf, and it is so fucking fun. All right. You guys have to check this out. Like, I don't have a link, unfortunately. Uh, but it, come on. It, oh, hold on. All right. I'll get one. But the, it's called Battle Golf. It's single player or two player. And basically, you can, you're on either side of the screen, screen. And for single player, you can play as a time attack or, uh, I guess first AI. And it's, it's really, uh, it's just, equally as fun as wrestling and like the kind of just chaos you can basically send, uh, there's like this arrow that is going to change the angles, like on like a time basis. And you can click a button to change your, uh, the strength of how hard you're going to hit the the ball. So you can basically get headshots if you like angle it and put it at the right uh, strength or not. It's very similar to like those kind of tank games where you have to uh, shoot. I forget what they, there's oh, a lot of different games like pocket that. Pocket tanks. Know I mean? Yes. It's very like pocket tanks, but like in a golf setting and then like there's a, it's, Tad of absurdism with like like weird uh, octopuses and like uh, whales and stuff like showing up <laughs> in the in the middle of the screen as where the the hole you have to be shooting for. So the point of the game is though, I think it's best to five, and you have to get holes in one on these like various moving obstacles. It's really fun, and it's I've been having a blast. It's, it's in the same sense of how fun wrestling is. I can definitely understand why it's by the same developers. This seems really fun. I just watched a duck
3: and or seagull block a guy's shot (laughs) while the other guy got hit in the face with the
0: other guy. Yes, exactly. It is ridiculous (laughs) and so goddamn fun.
1: Um, Spent so many hours in pocket tanks.
0: Well, you probably will spend a lot of time playing this then if you enjoy it. I highly, highly recommend it. I've been sinking tons of time into it.
1: Oh, man. Oh, that actually so, kind of reminds other- me of. Uh, okay, I was gonna say a mobile game I found. It's got a really weird name, but it's kind of about like an expedition and going through the extensive process of like discovering a new species. And it's after this like particular lemur. It's called like and andisemi. It's it's like I said, it's a weird name. Um, it's actually not a mobile game. It's just a new species of lemur they found, and it's super adorable. And I just wanted to bring it up on the podcast.
0: Oh, I thought you were like casting a spell on us like, what the <laughs> fuck is
1: happening no, it's a montagand Am- ambre dwarf lemur, and I just want like eleven of them and they're just adorable sorry okay. it's something i it's something I found right before we started recording I just got distracted.
0: It happens. Um, anybody want to (laughs) bring anything else up before we play conversation games? It sounded like Matt, you had something. Yeah,
4: one, one last game that I've been playing, and I, I had to uninstall it, but I played it for about a a solid week, uh, in my, in my little in between moments. So, anybody remember MSN games? Yes. Back, back sort of, yes. There was like a, the, the source of Flash games on the internet. Anyway, um, there was this game called Hexic. And basically it's this grid of hexagons and you sort of have to candy crush your way through it. But the way you do it is by taking a cluster of three hexagons and rotating them. And when you get a triangle of three that are the same color, they break. Um, and then you have to sort of like arrange a ring of hexagons around another hexagon and that turns it into a star. And then you arrange a bunch of stars around a block and it turns it into a pearl and then you arrange a bunch of pearls and you get a bunch of... Points. Anyway, I used to play this thing like nobody's fucking business back in like 2001. <laughs> and when Flash died, it sort of disappeared from the internet and MSN Games went away. But I recently discovered that you can still find re-implementations of it in the Google Play Store. Oh my god, I played so much of it. Um, if, you can, if you can go in there and, and get a really good high score, send it to us. I'd love to, I'd love to know whether I am, in fact, one of the, uh, best, uh, hexic players in the world or not. I'm not going to say what my score is now because I don't want to be too terribly embarrassed, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> click, click, the feedback link and let us know how good you are. Um, because I'm, I'm really score, excited it- about it. I don't want to say my scores. Send score, us your but it's scores
3: like so 12. that I know how good I am, and yeah, then I'll tell you how exactly. I'll I be do. the
4: I'll be the uh, bursar of of scores. We'll 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 talk about it next time I'm on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how do you ex- great. spell that? Because I keep finding just weird Minecraft. It's H E X I C. Hexic H H
3: H. Totally a letter.
1: It is H H H. Oh, gotcha. Oh
3: yeah, this is No, I had um I had a version of Hexic on my Xbox 360. It was it was on the Xbox Live store at least when that platform was up. I don't know if it is for the Xbox One or not.
1: Yeah, I think, weirdly remember a game is. like that. It's Man, um, you
0: guys keep saying Hexic. Hexic. Yeah, it, it I don't know, it reminds me of like a really old classic. I don't know if anyone's going to remember this, but did any of you ever play Heretic? It was like very derivative of Doom. It was by id Software surprisingly.
1: Um, no. No, I don't
2: think oh, so. Oh,
0: dude, I played the shit out of Heretic back in the day. Not a good game either, <laughs> but uh it's just, it's funny you guys saying Hexic. It just sounded similar, so it, it brought back those memories.
1: Wait, yeah, it looks minute. exactly <laughs> like Doom, but like you're a wizard. It,
0: yeah, well it is by id, so id software, so I guess uh they made like an offshoot version of a different it was a completely different game, but uh created uh on the Doom engine.
1: I don't see Dwayne the Rock Johnson starring in a hectic or a heretic movie. So clearly we know which one won. Yeah. Give it
0: a few years. There was sequels to the game, like, I'm pretty sure. I played Heretic 2 or 3 or whatever, and that was, like, more advanced. But we don't need to talk about those bad games. Um <laughs> I guess... Let's play I Was the Walrus. We have a shitload of people. Um Who's sticking around and who wants to f- uh face off? All right, so the whole point of tonight's episode was, was to get AJ back. I would like to face off against AJ if anyone wants to judge. Huh. And then the rest, and then we can go from there if we have time.
4: I'm going to have to take off, but um I'll I'll let you guys play on your own.
0: Okay, that's fine. But no, thanks for joining us, Matt.
4: Yeah, thanks Thanks for having me, guys. Talk to you later. All See right, you later. Now. Bye. See you.
0: I'll stick around,
3: even if it's to judge you silently.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay, that's fair enough. You might get in on the action, so we'll have to see. (laughs) Uh, But, Bren, do you want to judge me and uh, AJ?
1: Oh, I am. Oh, in the game? Sure.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) Let's do it. I was the walrus. It's up to you to come up with categories.
1: (sighs) I hate this. All right. Uh, Yeah, Kier, feel free to, if you can think of any category, to just throw it out there.
0: Yeah, you guys might as well dual judge if you want. Okay, I got one.
1: Go for it.
3: If you could live in the universe of any musical, which one would it be and why? Oh wow! Here
0: we've, we go. I
1: think we've done that with like video games and fictional settings, but not musicals. Because I know two of them.
0: <laughs> I've seen a few. I just gotta. I'm gonna do some googling.
1: Does Team America count as a musical? Because it starts off with one. Of
0: course
3: it does.
1: <laughs> Everyone has AIDS. The musical, <laughs> or oh, no? It? it was AIDS. The musical. Lease. No, it was lease because yeah, oh, was yeah, making I was fun making of rent. Fun of rent, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> god.
3: Oh my god.
1: Then there's just a solid 2 minutes of a marionette puppet vomiting. <laughs> it's an amazing movie. I, I know two. I know I have two in my head.
0: I think, yeah, I've I'm mine, I have a couple, hold on. I think I'm Doug's looking up
1: some I mean, I already made my answer, even though I'm not planning.
0: I just don't want to pick anything super obscure, so I'm thinking more along like the line of Disney
1: oh Disney's count like Disney movies
0: there's a lot of them that have been There's done a lot on of Disney on musicals Broadway
1: well I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking like musical plays like on Broadway, yeah, like the no, Lion they, King they've been they, like that's what I'm trying
0: to say there's that's just one of many that have actually seen the stage, mm-hmm.
1: My entire family would contest to saying that Nightmare Before Christmas would be an amazing Broadway show. Yeah. It would be yeah, pretty
0: great. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with that at all, yeah. Um, If you're ready, AJ, don't let me hold this up. I have one as a backup, so we could just go with it if you... I don't want to hold this up.
1: Okay. Three, two, one, go. Aladdin. Oh, Spider-Man, turn off the dark. Ah, oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> the most dangerous musical of them all like in
2: all seriousness i, I mean you like never dumb. know if you're gonna see a guy like break his entire bottom half like it, yeah
1: i think like any two people happen. died and, yeah one guy was like paralyzed it's super deadly
3: <laughs> i want to hear doug's justification for aladdin
0: um, well, there's, it's pretty obvious because, oh, well, I guess this, uh, I, I'm about to debunk my own thing, but, uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm thinking to myself, if I had to live in any universe, I would want to live in Aladdin because A, those songs aren't bad, and B, you get to, like, get your hands on a magic lamp that you could wish anything for, and also the story of Aladdin's just downright fucking cool, and, like, Jasmine's pretty hot, so I win.
1: <laughs> You're just living out your childhood crush.
0: Yeah, and I don't think I'm gonna die like flying around like Spider Man or any shit. But if anything, I was also thinking to myself like, not in the sense of like a Broadway film. I'm like, oh, if I got my hands on that lamp, I could wish for whatever the fuck I want and be like, and this isn't a show anymore. And now I have two more wishes to do whatever the fuck I need.
3: I'm inclined. I'm inclined to agree with Doug on this one. That's a and pretty good one.
1: To be fair, he also has always wanted to meet Scott Wagner, who is Steve <laughs> from Full House, who plays the voice of Aladdin
0: i <laughs> subconsciously i guess you're right
2: i just like the idea of uh being in a world where spider-man exists that's like a, a thing for me that's like a big but big thing i feel you aj but i still
3: yeah but I, you're uh, a regular person in that universe and that like the only the only thing that you can look forward to is at best being saved by Spider Man, and at worst, being killed by a super villain.
2: That's not. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, that's not necessarily true because there are been there are like plenty of people in like the overall universe because Spider Man's part of the whole Marvel universe, so that opens it up to like there are people like what the Falcon who isn't really a he isn't really super powered. He's just like. Do you,
3: you really want to be Hawkeye though? That's my question.
2: Not really, <laughs> because I actually don't like the Avengers that much. Well.
1: I'll say this. Is this the Marvel Universe, or is this the Spider-Man Turn-Off-The-Dark Universe? Because they're different. It's not... This is
2: true. Spider-Man Turn-Off-The-Dark is based off the the 2002 movie, I think.
1: And parts of the the comic. There's a lot of weird stuff they did in it. I mean, I haven't seen it, but you're also just surrounded by you 2 all the time. Yeah, the (laughs) the lyricists,
2: I'm looking at them now. Bono was one of them, so it's just... And The Edge. The
3: Edge. Do you really want you 2 to play the soundtrack to your life?
2: Not particularly, because I hate you 2 as well.
0: Yeah, that's a hell no for me, but... Uh. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, let's go on the round two, because I think yeah. I, I got a, a win on that.
1: Yeah, I'm giving <laughs> this one to Doug. Doug is just um, up, Just like, we can move on. I won, I know this one. I had a had <laughs> one but...
2: I was going to pick, and it was going to be Joseph and the Technicolor Raincoat, just because Donny
1: Ooh, you might have won it if you picked that. Damn it. Yeah, I'm glad you
3: didn't. (laughs) Real quick, by the way, while we're on the subject of Aladdin, I always have people telling me that what Aladdin does in that movie is untrustworthy because he pretends to be a prince when he's really not. I think that's a bullshit excuse, though, because his wish is to be a prince. He's actually
0: a prince. Yeah, exactly. He really is. And it's also about his intention. He's not like a creep about it. Yeah.
2: Something disturbing I noticed about that is... uh. The women at the beginning, something I saw. Uh they're it's like a harem that he's in. Like the yeah, <laughs> like, they don't like him is because he's poor. Because they're all Yeah, old. they're prostitutes.
0: Street rat.
2: Yeah. No that good. Is kind of upsetting.
1: <laughs> that's what
0: I mean. I could sing some of that. That that's why I think that was the winning answer. But alright, give us another category. This time it's you, Bren.
1: Crap. Alright. If you had to go into the world of an interpretive dance. What would it be? God damn, no. <laughs> You know all those famous interpretive dances. Um, Anything with Squidward? Lake, Bold and brass. That was nice. Yeah, alright. Um. A whole new
2: world.
0: I could show you the world.
2: Shining, shimmering
0: splendor. <laughs>
2: damn it. <laughs>
1: We're gonna be flagged for copyright infringement on this episode.
0: <laughs> no, I think there's like a whole like 15 second. Thing, yeah,
1: you get a way. So. D- I don't know. Disney's <laughs> brutal. I don't trust Disney. Disney is the reason the copyright. Uh, don't make me start. Sick has gone to 72 years. Don't do sick so. Oh
0: no! Yeah, seriously, Kier has proven his ability. So <laughs> we'll have to save. <laughs> we need you on almost better than dragons to showcase your skills.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're creating a chimera, which oh, is the fuck. fusion of one or or of two or more than two animals. Yes. What do you combine? Any number. This is of fantastic. Animals. Any number. And yeah, it has to be at least two. Does it have so to be anything, an animal? I mean, yeah, it's got to be animals. And don't do the bullshit, Alex Korea. That I'm it a can't battleship. It can part there. aircraft
3: carrier. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Okay.
2: Wait, but what? what? <laughs> People are animals, too. Can I have people in there?
1: I mean, if you want people, but they're okay. the worst of all animals, as many science fiction movies have depicted. Okay. But, I mean, it'd be boring. It's like, I take Wayne Brady and mix him with, like, Weird Al Yankovic, it's like, oh, that's, why? Like, <laughs> if you mix people. Weird Wayne Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> why did I pick those two people?
0: Oh, oh dear God, I got a horrific <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually making some
1: crazy-ass shit. If I can't think of a category, my default's just like animals. Hey, it works. Yeah. Because none of you guys know Digimon, and I would much rather know about those. I like Digimon. I got so many. Or I
2: did, I sold them all. You pretty much can just, like, name, like, an animal or something,
0: and then I just put I think you Mon have to have some
3: end. kind of justification for your answer. You can't just be like, the head
0: of a gopher and the body
3: of a jellyfish.
0: Oh shit! Are you serious? We need a justification. Well, Wait, I yeah, mean, you can't do this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no I'm kidding.
1: The extent of your justification could have been for the lulls. like for the hell of it.
0: Okay, well that's like, okay. that's well, fair. Then...
1: That's fair enough for me.
0: Okay, good then, because I'm going kind of out there with my answer, which is kind of expected.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. Oh. Need, it doesn't need to be like a practical, like so I can ri- ride this animal to school and back or to work. And it's like no, you can just have like a pig, but instead of hooves, it has penguin feet.
2: Yeah, this is gonna be horrific.
1: This is gonna be a, <laughs> a terrifying monster. <laughs> I have mine now.
0: Okay.
2: How um, many do we I, need?
0: I, At least three? At least At two. Least... Oh, Alright, I have three. All okay, right. I'm I'm ready. Right. And, and AJ, you go first, because I have five. Jeez. So.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. That just rolls out a scroll. So I got a pretty long list here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Ready? Yep. Three. Two, one, go. Okay. Um, a buzzard with
2: two heads. Um, one head being uh Whoopi Goldberg's hyena from The Lion King, and the no. other head being Dave Coulier as Joey no. Stone from
1: Full no. <laughs> <laughs> That is wow. the worst thing I can ever imagine.
0: <laughs> Wait, Whoa. I thought these were supposed to be animals. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, mine is of these five. So let me describe this. I guess it has. The body of, uh, of a Komodo dragon. It has the wings of a condor. It has the head of a hammerhead shark and the arms and legs of both an entro octopus, which is basically the largest, a giant octopus and also a goliath bird eater, which is like a large spider. So it's like alternating either tentacle with like spider leg. That's like some Cthulhu shit.
1: Alright, my question yeah, is. Yeah, that's each,
3: like some Lovecraftian and, horror bullshit. And it flies.
1: Is each leg like just one tentacle and one spider leg, or is it like four spider legs? And no, it's like,
3: it's legs? symmetrical
0: on either side.
1: I, I'm asking like. So numbers, like, here, the, the
0: front legs are tentacles and the back legs are spider legs? No, I, no like I'm saying they're alternating, so it'll be like. You know? But it, there's like eight of them. Yes. Okay. Oh, God.
1: Um, hmm. I, and it honest, can
0: fly, and the head of it is a hammerhead shark.
1: I honestly don't know which is more terrifying.
0: I don't think
3: hammerhead shark eyes are very conducive to flight. Like, that seems like it won't work very well.
1: I don't think hammerhead shark eyes are conducive to seeing. Like, even in right. the ocean, it sucks.
3: But I mean, I if think, you're if you're flying, you kind of have to be able to see in front of you, right?
1: Uh, it depends on what you're looking for. <laughs> if you're looking for shit not in front of you, then yeah.
0: But Actually, I'm th- like this is my argument to that, though. Since we don't have eyes on the sides of our head, which would be better? I'm imagining if I did have eyes on the side of my head, would I have a larger scope of vision?
1: No. Do you know why? Horses yes. get freaked out when they, you touch them right in the front of their face. Because they don't see you, so it's just a hand out. Well, of no, nowhere. of
0: course you're gonna have the blind spot like a car would, like in front of you. But like you'd have a larger scope of vision because there's two eyes on like two entirely separate planes of like what you're looking at. So I think it's like your I, mind pulls in more data. I understand. Be you're
2: t- kind of confusing for their brain, though. At the same time, I understand. Well, I,
0: it's not like fucking sh- hammerhead sharks are like. Confused and swimming in circles and don't know what the fuck they're doing. They still like kill things and know well, how to see. Also,
3: was this animal born and lived its entire life this way, or is this just suddenly a really confused hammerhead shark?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it was just a cre- an abomination. Uh, just so it's Jurassic World, Bond of hell. I was thinking,
1: <laughs> thinking it was Shea from Full Metal Alchemist.
0: But that's what I mean. It can fly. It can swim. It can crawl right. on you because it's a spider.
1: I understand your argument, Doug, for a wider scope of vision, having eyes on both sides, but I'm saying the movement of where you're going <laughs> is in your blind spot. So that's like saying, I can see behind me, but not in front of me, but I walk forward. It's like, so you right. can see what you're not walking into.
0: I still think since he can fly, he it can
1: can be a terrifying so he can turn thing, on an angle sideways. pretty quickly.
0: Yes, he can. He could see more as as a scout in the sky. I think he'd have a better uh, vision. So, like, as long he doesn't need to see it directly in front of him, he just turns his head.
3: I mean, am also like, horrified at the prospect of Joey Gladstone's head <laughs> on a buzzard's body.
0: Yeah, I'm terribly whoopi, whoopi Yeah, I'm like, I Just
3: imagine him. that it always has a clown nose on it
2: too. <laughs> He's just always I'm saying, cut it out. <laughs>
1: I'm, no, I'll I'm imagining he's the Mr. Woodchuck puppet on like his talon. <laughs> I,
2: <laughs> I, uh, I picked a th- a theme song for it as well that it would that would play every time it's around, and it would be any song off of
1: Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill album. <laughs> 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 oh God, because uh, they used to date. Yep, isn't it ironic? Mm-hmm. Ha! That'd be no horrific. References. Oh, God. Like, I, uh, I don't know the purpose. Of, both of these animals are just terrifying. They're purposeless. Like, yeah, like, they're just, <laughs> no, they're purposely horrible. Like, they're monsters for the sake of being monsters. Seriously, it. oh, man.
0: You wanted this, Brend?
1: <laughs> yeah, I tend to regret a lot of stuff I want. <laughs> oh, man. So like now I have to figure out what the criteria is. like Who wins? Who's more terrible? That's what I mean. It's
0: just like, which one uh, do you want to hang out with? Which one do you want to slay?
1: Both of them. Um, (laughs) Can I stab one into the other one to kill them both at the same time? (laughs)
0: Oh, I meant slay as in, like, have sex.
1: Oh. no Yeah, both (laughs) of (laughs) them. I want to fuck Dave Coulier's face. Which one of these (laughs)
3: creatures would you prefer to breed with? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna have to go with AJ's because it's gonna have great comedic timing. <laughs> oh,
0: nice!
3: <laughs> uh, all I right, think AJ is but- the clear-cut winner in this. One. I- yeah, I'm going with AJ's because
1: I'm just hard. Like, if I had to stay in a room with one, at least the one's just gonna be a monster, just like trying to bite me. But like the other one's just, oh, god,
0: torment. The, the other
1: one's just Dave <laughs> Coulier. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Well, we I almost picked Ed,
2: the Ed hyena instead of Whoopi Goldberg hyena, but I think I, I made the right choice with that one.
1: No, honestly, Whoopi Goldberg was the better—or I should say—worse choice. So it helped you win. Yeah. Man, that's good shit. Just think <laughs> about Whoopi Goldberg. Just think about Whoopi Goldberg for a second. There's a vagina underneath all that. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. no.
0: Mm-mm. Why did we have this? Uh, mental, why did we take the time to do that?
1: Our <laughs> listeners just unsubscribe. My me mind, in, you eyes. Put
2: me
0: in your first sentence, and then you
2: just like <laughs> slap me in the face.
1: Yeah, that was just like, ugh. Cause everyone just thinks of her as like a Bigfoot creature. No one realizes she's still a lady. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, she's oh, kind of oh, like none a Sasquatch. of
0: that. None of that.
1: Right? <laughs> oh, man.
0: Well, uh, Kier, can you save us with a third category, maybe? Round
1: three, yeah. Hmm. Um, if you could
3: pick any classic rock song to be the theme of your life, what would it be?
0: Whew. Coleman's researching. I I, I got it, actually. I I don't need to look it up. I I, I think I'm ready to go.
1: That was fast. Ready? Three. Is AJ ready? Yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready. Yeah. Three, two, one, go.
0: Taking care of business. Bachman Turner Overdrive. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> on <laughs> you, my
1: heart. Oh. I mean, who's judging this, I should say?
0: I think it's a collective since we made it to the third round, so you both have to agree. Crafty. Okay.
1: Because I know my pick.
0: Which is it?
1: Uh, Kier, do you have one? I do i'm going with bachman turner overdrive
0: oh
3: i'm going with crazy on you that's
1: oh yeah. no this is the, our first like
0: rift if only uh um, oh what we do need we to do? like m- message matt quick cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I don't know if that's going to happen. So, what do we do in this situation? It's mm. either a null round or we just do some... Or what do you guys think? And wait, how about you guys uh, battle and give your explanations why you're picking that? Try
1: one? to convince each other. That's yeah. what I was wondering if we we're going to, like, debate it. That well, you guys
0: now hard. have to debate it instead of me and AJ having to debate it. It's like the tables have been turned. Okay,
3: I'm going with crazy on you because it's like a proclamation of his sexual prowess. taking <laughs> care I of business sweet. is just, just more general sorry I'm, like yeah,
1: i'm yeah, taking care of heart. shit for some reason i thought Hart was the one with uh uh kurt cobain's crazy x uh, no that's
3: you, no that's that's whole
1: yeah um
2: listen to the live version of crazy on you it will change your it will ch- change your world
4: view <laughs>
0: No, I but, don't get me wrong. Heart <laughs> is in fucking credible, but I'm just saying Bachman Turner Overdrive hits home for me as a kid. That was an awesome song. And also it just represents like, I, if I wasn't taking care of business, this podcast wouldn't exist. And <laughs> it's, just, it's like my goddamn theme song. It really is. Are you but working I'll, overtime, Doug? All the fucking time. Like, oh, I forget the lyrics. <laughs> I'm like, yes.
1: I'll say this though, with Crazy on You, I've played Guitar Hero or Rock Band or whichever one it was on. And just playing that over and over again, trying to get five stars on it, get real annoying real quick. So that
3: I. guitar I, riff is
0: incredible, though. It is. It is. They both have, both songs actually have really uh, notable guitar uh, yeah. moments. Like. But
1: I know for a fact hearing that song over and over and over again can tire you out. Whereas Taking Care of Business can be both listened to. Genuinely, or it can be done ironically. Like, say, if that music started <laughs> playing while you were having sex, or if that music was playing while you were pooping. Like, both funny. I moments. would not. That's have I mean. Sex taking to care of Boston business, dude. But I just it, it,
0: point that out. it just it, it also applies to the sexual prowess. It does. Oh my god.
1: I'm thinking just for the comedic value of when taking care of business would play. Say, like if. You're at a restaurant, and someone starts choking, and you're doing the Heimlich on them, and then taking <laughs> care of this And it's kind of like, yeah, this is a better song to perform the Heimlich to than Crazy on You.
3: All right. I concede, but can I just say real quick, this is probably the first time in recorded history anyone's compared these two songs. <laughs> I would
2: agree. <laughs> they're, they're classic rock, but in different spectrums
0: of classic rock. The mm-hmm. joys yeah. of our podcast. Thank goodness. All right. <laughs> oh, cool. I win. That's cool too. Mm. Thanks for fighting for me, Bren That helped out a lot. And that was a really fair and interesting way that turned out. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was a lot of fun. Is there anything anybody wants to add before we go? Uh, is there any kind of update on life in Overdrive, Kier? Um, now that I uh, my life has settled down a little bit, I'm actually working on
3: it, so that's good. <laughs> nice. Um, it shouldn't take too long until I'm ready to release it. Now, now it works actually being put into it.
0: Cool. Yeah, we'll keep our listeners posted as soon as you have like some like solid dates and stuff. We'll like really ramp up the launch.
3: Yeah, I should know within two or three days what the launch date's
0: gonna be. Alright, cool. And uh I guess let's just do some plugs. Uh where can our listeners find you, Brendan?
1: At ABTS on Twitter. Uh we all do streaming on the Twitch channel and YouTube will be putting up videos up I don't know, whenever we get to home.
0: Yeah, our Twitch handle is uh, silence. just twitch.tv slash silence. Same with Facebook and Twitter. Uh, how about you, Kier? Uh, you can find me on Twitter
3: at, at not another Kier or at Life in Overdrive, which is where I'm going to be announcing podcast-related stuff, or you can check out my
0: writing on Cracked or IGN.com. Awesome. And last but not least, how about you, AJ?
2: Um, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, at Forgetful, and that's at Forgetful with a three for the E. And um, also, you can uh, check us out on That's So Kawaii. I have an anime podcast. Um, and that's at AmazingTSK. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and also uh, TSK.Pinecast.co is where you can get access to their episodes. And also, on if you're a fan... Yeah, if you're also just a fan of all of our shows in general, we have a network website, almostbetter.net. So that's the one place one place stop to check out all the different podcasts. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please give us a, a rating or review on iTunes, and we will see you guys next week. See you. Bye, everyone.